stand in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. Lord, we thank you for your words. In Jesus' holy name. Take your seats and let's just dive in the word of God. You know, the men told me, after, my, after this brief exhortation, I will call Brother Ola to come and share his testimony. Because I, I, I thought he would come out, but he did not. So, and he's sitting here. The rest of your family members who have heard of you must see you face to face too now and, and recognize you. Now, the man by the Holy Spirit said, I should share with you on Born to Rule. The summary yesterday we took from the book of Genesis. The first thing you need to identify is you are born by God to rule. The rulership of this world in any sphere is not given to anybody but those who are born of God. Genesis 1.26 Then God said, let us make man our image in our likeness and let them rule. And if you look at from the fundamental of man's creation, God's primary original intention is for man to rule. But God explained the kind of men that will rule. And he defined them as men who are made in his image and in his likeness. And he says, let them rule. That is the purpose for creating them. And then if we look, God spoke about the jurisdiction of our rulership. Over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air. Over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So the whole of the earth he gave to us to rule. If you look at the next verse in verse 28, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth. That is King James Version in that scripture upon the earth. Therefore, we understand from here that the word rulership means dominion. When the Lord says, God said rule, if God means have dominion. In another word, be in control. And he expressed to us there, he says, and subdue the earth. So it means that in rulership is the power to subdue anything under heaven. Let me say this therefore. There is nothing that can confront a Christian that is beyond your control. 
And I won't dwell very much on that tonight. Don't give up. If you don't give up, you will laugh at last. Let me help you understand. Everything that you need to be able to rule is the image and the likeness of God. Of course, in Genesis chapter 3, man lost it. But in Romans chapter 8, from verse 28, what does it say? Romans 8, 28. Shall we read it together? Excuse me. Is somebody awake? Here is the watchman's cry. Wake, brethren, wake. You don't know it. Ah, you are modern day Christian. All right. Shall we read? The Bible says, brethren, that those who read aloud the word of this prophecy, read that scripture that belongs to you now. Shall we want to go? And we know. How many of us know? How many people know? We know those who are saints of God. Anybody outside the saints of God does not know and cannot know. John chapter 1 verses 1 to 5 applies. Now look at that. It says, and we know that in all things, God is doing what? Say it again. Uh-huh. Yes, then the next verse. So, 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 which means that God foreknew you. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying? He programmed you before the foundations of the earth. That when man fail, a group of people will choose Jesus. And anybody who crosses the line into salvation, the program of God comes upon him. He's reprogrammed. To be conformed to the image of the Son. Now, let's read that scripture further. I want to show you something. Yes, to be conformed to the image of the Son. Yes. And those? Uh Uh-huh. Go back to 29, please. Let's do 29 again. Who is your brother? Jesus. Say it loud. Jesus. Who is the firstborn of this family? Jesus. What about you? Secondborn. You are secondborn. So anything in the firstborn... It's in the second bond. That's what the Bible is telling me. Come on now. I say, God gave you the power to rule. God gave you, who is born again, the power to rule. You have the right to rule. Alright? It is not an obligation to rule. And if you look at that Genesis, He gave you His likeness, And he gave you his image. You look like God. And you have the same spirit that lives inside God. Called the Holy Spirit. Then tell me. Tell me. You have the capacity. You don't pray for it. It's already in you. To be in control of every situation. 
Now, this scripture tells you that for we know, for anything to end up good for you, you must have that knowing. It is that knowing that makes you not to give up in the days of trial. You'll be tested. Two enemies of mankind, the first enemy, which is the most dangerous, more dangerous than Lucifer, is your body. Listen to me. Satan don't have power unless the power you give him. The most enemy of man is your body. Your body hates everything that will help you prosper. Your body wants to sleep when you want to read. Your body gets tired when you want to do something good. Your body just got frustrated after you have started doing a routine to a success. But when you do routine that is contrary to success, your body gets so energized. When you have to go to the gym to do exercise every day to burn fat, you start at the beginning. In a short time, your body refuses it because you want to help that body. Are we together? If you decide to start sleeping briefly five hours and wake up and study and make better use of your time, that's the time you'll be feeling sleepy. If you decide to fast, that's the time you'll get hungry. When you don't fast, you may not eat till throughout the whole day and you feel any hunger. Anytime you make your mind up to do a good thing, your body is the first antagonist. But let me say this to you, then the devil is just minority. Demons are just less. Because the demons will come in when you concede to your body. Then they have a foothold. But you know something? The body is your body. So if the devil got a foothold because of the fact that you gave him a little chance... You can decide to shut the door by yourself. Are we together now? It is your will that determines what happens. Satan is just the second enemy of mankind. But today I'm talking about rulership. You are born to rule. So, that's what tells you that we know in verse 28 that God works in everything God worked for the good of those who are. Do you love the Lord? Yes. I can hear you. Yes. Then whatever you are going through now will end up good. Yes. <laughs> if you fail, that failure will end up to distinction. Yes. A failure is not somebody who fails examination. It's a person who quits. I would gather now. One of my lecturers in law in LLB, he was very, very uh, w- wicked man. Hallelujah. You know when a lecturer tells you that I'm very wicked? Tell the whole class. I would together now. So in my, uh, in my own class, when the first time he mentioned that he was wicked, I said, this man didn't know who is sitting in the class. It's the end of his year. And that year he was sacked by the school. Because he said he was wicked. He said, why? He said, look, he said, when I did my LLB, I got third class. And they said I would amount to nothing. I went and did my master's degree, and I got distinction. I went to do PhD. I'm now a PhD in trust law. Are you with me now? So he liked to fail LLB people. <laughs> Amen. But there is something to learn from him. He came out with third class in LLB. But he became one of the most brilliant lawyers in trust law. In the field of trust law, his name rings bell. Anyway, anyhow, 
he was fired on that year no problem but you learn something from him too anyway don't give up a failure is a man who quits i don't know what battle of life you might be going through let me say to you every man is born to fight the what makes rulership is god said rule and have dominion and then he gave you the jurisdiction the whole world now to for a king to increase his domain it cannot be without a fight isn't it so we have to fight who do we fight the powers of hell <laughs> they are the one we fight because the Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers hallelujah somebody against which are hosts of wickedness in heavenly places or high places let me say this to you whatever name they are called the bible says and god bestow upon him jesus a name that is above principality or power or ruler of darkness or spiritual host of wickedness and he says god bestow upon him a name that's above all names that at the name of jesus every knee shall bend and bow and that name is in your lips hasn't he said to you have dominion god command you to be in control he command you to fight without looking back because the victory had been determined before the battle is allowed your testimony had been settled by god before your testing came you will never have testimony if you don't pass through times of testing no, you, you have the two, two students who came out and said they got first class. They didn't get first class without doing examination. You will do exam to get first class. Any class you get, you will do exam. Isn't it? And the time you are reading is not very easy. If anybody tells you that book is easy, I will tell you, I will tell you that that person didn't read at all. You remember one day I came to you, I said I was just fed up of reading. In my LLM. And I was, I was, and I told you that this one that I'm fed up of, I must get a star in it. Because I have to meet up for the other times. And I was reading and I just got fed up. Anointing did not stop me from getting fed up. Because I am mortal man and my body hates success like your body. So now what do I do? I told you that when I fed up, I paused. Then I fed in again. That this book, I have to read it. Either it enter my head or my head entered into it. Something must happen. I continue to read until the fed up was overpowered and brain open again. If I gave up, God cannot help me to open that brain. Because I had to submit that assignment. By morning, I had to come to church. If I say, ah, I will sleep in church, I will never finish. I have decided that, that day, I have no sleeping, and from there, I'm going to church. Because, at the time I finished all the work, when my brain opened at 3 a.m., reading from 12, you know, I've been reading from uh, about 7, really. So, when it opened, I had to maximize it left the place without sleeping did first service did second service did third service in power then attended to people and go home someone says that someone said remember apostle it seems you are a different human being no 
I am a man who exercises authority. When I finished on that day, I went to sleep. But can a soldier sleep in battle when the enemy is still attacking? Soldiers can walk and they can fight for three days non-stop. Do you think that soldiers are different human beings? No. They have been taught. Look at that, that policeman who went to help them in um, King's, King's, the King's London Bridge. He said that when they hit him with the, with the uh, cutlass or whatever, he said he went blank. But he remembered, a voice said to him, don't fall. Don't fall. If you fall, you are dead. So though he could not be in control again, but he continued to hold his balance. As a policeman. And because he continued to hold his balance, the enemy thought he was preparing to do something and the enemy fled. If he had fallen, they would have cut him to pieces. And he said, that voice is the voice of my God. I know he knows God. Hallelujah, somebody. Because the policeman in England is not supposed to say that. It's not politically politically correct. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, la, la. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's political. Police also, you know, can be Kali or Unkali. Now, listen to me, therefore. Your body, you must subject under control of the world. Okay, look at the book of Ephesians 1.11. What I'm trying to help you establish now before we move on, because I have just about 15 more minutes I'll finish, is this. Don't give up. Your victory has been determined before God permitted the battle. Your healing has been determined before God allowed your sickness. They went to Jesus and said, this blind boy, why was he blind? Did his father seek a, a sin or mother? Jesus said none of them sick was sin. I mean, had committed sin. That God permitted this, that he may display his power. Why did Israel go to, to Egypt in slavery? Because God wanted to demonstrate his power over Pharaoh. Listen to me. Why did uh, uh, Jezebel come all the way from Sidon to go and marry Ahab in Israel and then put everybody under siege? Because God wanted to take glory through Elijah. If Jezebel was not permitted by God to do those nonsense, you will not read the story of Elijah and fire coming down from heaven. That is a miracle and a wonder God will do through your testing. You didn't hear what I said. I said that there is something that God wants to do through your testing. You are going through your testing time. Everyone will go through it. Some of us went through bad, through worse situation. Are we together now? So don't let the devil tell you that the problem you are going through, you are the only one. No. All of us have been tested. And let me assure you for something. You finish this test, you will enjoy a little while. Another test is coming. Every level in life has its own testing. Because testing is what gives you pass, and pass is what gives you promotion. Ephesians 1.11, shall we read it together? What does it say? Does that look like Romans 8.28? Let me help you see something here. In Him, that is in Jesus Christ, we were also what? Chosen 
Then he now said, having been what? Predestined according to the plans of God, of him, who works out everything in conformity with his purpose. I was just warned last week that Alfred, in legal writing, you use words. But be careful of your word. Because one word in legal writing can obsolete all your intentions when that word is interpreted. Because it is a word, you have applied that word wrongly. And so it derails your intention. So I, I look at words in their fullness and in their constructs. If you are a smart lawyer, you can beat anybody in court. Just by taking a word, and because of where the word is placed in the sentence of the one who spoke, you can undo the spoke. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Now, no, no, let, let's watch this. This is God. He never gets it wrong. It began by saying, in him we were what? Chosen. So if you are not in Christ, this does not apply to you. Sorry. But if you are in Christ, that is, you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that is to be in Christ. Are we together now? He's not talking about a man who is perfect. He's talking about a man who has accepted Jesus Christ. Right now, a drunkard came in and he went to the pulpit, accepted Jesus. That's it. Somebody who was a murderer came in and he just said, Jesus, please forgive me and I accept into my heart. That's it. I help you to understand this. This is not talking about works. It's talking about what you earn automatically because of one decision. This is accepting Jesus Christ. I will get it now. Listen to what it says here. It says, In Him you were also chosen. That is past tense. Having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with his purpose the purpose of his will listen to me whatever looks like tribulation or trial to you laugh at it are you with me now look i want to have understanding no christian should be saying that hey oh god help me oh, what is this happening Whatever happens to you, my Bible tells me that God has pre-programmed that anything you find yourself in, the end of it will be victory. This is what the Bible says. God has the last laugh over you. But you must know. Because Romans 8 says that for we know. Should a Christian panic because of bad news then? No! Because what? God is working. Whether the news is bad or good, God is working. When you hear good news, celebrate God. When you hear bad news, thank Him. But thank Him with the understanding that God, I know this is bad, but I know you are doing something. Though the bad news is now, but I know that now will soon be over and good news will come. How 
it will come, where it will come from, I don't know. But I know that I will have a good news concerning the situation that is happening to me. There is no bad news irredeemable. It turns every bad news to his will. This is God for you. God turns every bad news to conform. Listen to me. Every disappointment is what? Even those, many of us before we got born again, we know it. Isn't it? Though we say it. Isn't it? Though we may not understand what we are saying. Isn't it? But we still say it. And if you are a Christian and you are mourning over a disappointment, an unbeliever will tell you that, forget about it, every disappointment is a blessing. Isn't it? Even if one believer knows that, what about you who believe? God is working over your matter. Don't ask God, how long will I be in this situation? Thank God for the longer your situation is, the greater your laughter. He didn't understand what I say. He that watches the wind, do not sow. Don't give up. That's what I'm telling you. Don't give up. I want to show you the story of two people before we close. Look at the book of Mark. Look at the book of Mark, chapter 9, from verse 1, okay, now let's look at um, this other story first. Let's look at five first. We're looking at two scenarios, but what I want you to get from this scenario is this. If a man does not give up, that Ephesians 1, 11 will manifest. But if a man gives up, he will not. It says in verse 21, when Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake. A large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, My daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on him, on her, so that she will be healed and leave there is something you learn from this person Jairus the sickness of the child is so terrible that it could kill but Jairus had faith in Jesus 
That though the situation I left at home is terrible, no matter how bad it is, if Jesus can come and lay hands, I am confident that she will heal. We call that faith. But Jesus had to come to his house. But look at this, 24. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman, look at the story of this woman, was there who had been subject to bleeding for for 12 years. She has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and has spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. Now, if you look at the case of the man and the case of this woman, which one is worse? Now, let me read it again. The Bible says that man's daughter was sick. Yes? And the man said to Jesus, come to my house. And Jesus is going to his house. Uh, his house. But the other woman, the Bible says that she suffered a sickness for 12 years. Which one is worse? The one who just fell sick or the one who had been sick for 12 years? Not only that, the Bible says this woman had, she was a person who was rich. And the sickness was so disgusting and ter- terrible that she sold all she had. So she became homeless. Sold her home, sold her property, sold her clothes. Now she has nothing. And to no avail. So she is, in definition, hopeless. Total hopelessness. Okay? The other man is not hopeless because the, the child is still alive. Of course, he had not spent any money to try to get her healed. He just decided to go to Jesus. He's a ruler too. Now the Bible says here, she has suffered a great deal, but she was getting worse. Verse 27 says, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Now, look at the action. Now, this other man is most likely that Jesus was holding hands with him. Because he's a religious ruler. But nothing happened. People were all standing around Jesus Christ, you know, his disciples. But nothing happened. But this woman decided to press in the midst of the crowd and break all protocol. And the Bible says, the woman touched the cloak. Because she thought in her mind, make up her mind, she made up her mind, if I just touch his clothes or the hem of his garments, the other translation says, I will be healed. Listen to me. She said, if I can just touch his clothes, I will be healed. The woman doesn't have a house for Jesus to come. Because she sold everything. But the other man said, if Jesus can come to my house and touch my daughter. But look at what happened. 
This is a situation of mindset. It says, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Now listen to all the people around. You see the people crowded against you. His disciples answered. And yet you, <laughs> you can ask, who touched me? God will single you out among many. I say that God will single you out among many. It is your faith. It doesn't matter if your condition, other people had it before. In your own turn, that condition will turn to praises. Look at what happened here. His disciples quarrel with him that, what are you talking, master? People are pressing on you, you are saying, who touched me? Several people touched you. Don't you see the crowd? But Jesus kept looking around. He didn't answer them anymore <laughs> to see who had touched. He's looking around to see who drew the power. But Jesus kept looking around. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Listen to what Jesus said. Somebody will hear that voice from Jesus tonight. He said to her, Daughter, if you are a son, it shall be you. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Let me say this to you, therefore, before we pray. I don't know what you are going through. Of course, we recognize that the case of Jairus' daughter got to the extreme that the daughter died. If you read that scripture down. And Jesus had to help Jairus for his faith to be strong. And Jesus had to tell him that don't, don't, don't listen to them. The people came and told him that your daughter is dead. Don't worry anymore. You don't have to bother the master. Listen to me. Your faith must be unwavering. This is where we want to stop tonight. What is the situation that is challenging you? What state of hopelessness does somebody face here that you think that is the end? It will bring an abrupt end to you. Or in the future, if anything contrary confronts you, remember, you cannot give up. You cannot give up. The woman said in her heart, Today, I will receive my miracle. Somebody will change his mind too. When you come to church, you must make up your mind. If you have a situation, before you leave home, you must tell the Lord that, Lord, speak to me through that servant of God. Are we together now? God is still doing miracles. But, those who receive it, they must make up their mind. If you don't make up your mind, whatever is your situation will remain with you. You know what happened is this. When doctors tell you terrible news, of course, which is the fact, statement of fact, all right? Of course, sometimes it may be erroneous. Are we together? But the, the, the news is bad. If you dwell on the bad news, then 
that news is likely to kill you. There is no need for faith in good news. When something is good, the only thing you do is to rejoice and celebrate and thank God for it. But when things seem to be terrible and impossible, is that not the time that your, 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 your sonship is challenged? So then why do you give up? Why do you give up? Paul said in the book of Acts, he said that he wanted to go to Asia. Satan stopped him. Is that not the night that he had a dream about the man of Macedonia? Listen to me. If door, a door is shut, that is the door that God wants to be shut. He only used the devil to shut it. I would together now. But the door that God will open for you, the devil cannot shut it. I will listen to me. So if you believe in that, then laugh at your situation today. Let's make up our mind that from today, you make up your mind, you will not disappoint God by your faithlessness. You are born to rule. The power, ability, and grace to overcome every situation resides inside you. That is the reason why the devil will try to intimidate you. If someone says that you are too old to, to, to prosper, many old people prosper. There are many old people who started companies and they became PLC. They never had such in their, in their, throughout their young age. A man at the age of 90 was on television this month, June this month. He graduated in a university in America. And he was wearing graduation gown with all the young grand, uh, great-grandchildren. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. And I was it's possible that the man doesn't know the Lord, but yet, he never gave up. What about you? It's not too late. Don't give up. Let's stand up together. You are going to pray just briefly, because I have spoken over your life before we went into this. You are going to pray, Father, enable me to operate in the authority that I received from heaven. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Anything that hinders your enablement, that Lord will take it away from you. You are born to rule. Tell the Lord to grant you faith. The faith that never doubts. The faith that never doubts. The faith that pleases God. If you have any situation now, begin to thank God that it's over. Begin to thank God for intervention. Father, we bless your holy name. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I just had the Spirit of God say to me that tell them, is there anything impossible for me? 
Is there anything too difficult? Okay, ask God for what you want now. Anything you want. We are going to the new month. If you have been high and you came down, God can take you beyond the previous height. If you have made application for good offices and good position, you are qualified and they were intimidated and they said no. The Lord can take you and give you a better place. If you have a situation and you are looking at yourself and say, oh, my mates, all my mates have done this. Why, Lord? Now today, tell the Lord, I thank you because it is done. He will turn your water into wine. Some of you, it's your marriage. 